Uh, okay, let's just like go through it once. Practice it? Yeah, practice it. Okay. <laughs> Why am I nervous? Uh, it's okay. No hey, everybody. Nat, what? What was that? What? Hey, everybody. This is regularly scheduled content from Videos the Future, our audio project, don't call it a podcast, where we talk about different topics in the studio space. We're recording this in the studio space. This is also kind of a little demonstration to show, like, can you get good audio in the studio space, even though MLK is just right outside. And I don't know. We'll see what it sounds like. You tell us. So I'm here in the studio space with Allison Barr, <laughs> studio manager extraordinaire. And we challenged each other to watch each other's favorite movies. This is true. Um, so I watched Skate Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And Allison, what did you watch? Um, great question. It's Synecdoche in New York. Can you, can you pronounce it right? Uh, Schenectady, New York, or Sendoche, New York? Schenectady in New York, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun watching mm -hmm. each other's favorite <laughs> movies. Uh, not a movie that I would have watched on my own. I also okay. watched The Love Witch recently, mm. which is another, I feel like, very you movie. Yeah, it's, one, it's, a, it's up there for me. Yeah, I feel like you've been these characters for Halloween on multiple Halloweens. <laughs> That is for sure. Definitely the Love Witch. Um, Synecdoche in New York is definitely something I would have watched on my own. So I'm just like more like broad, have a broader range than you do. I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, this is a this is a loose format show. Uh, I think we're going to talk about movies that we've both watched, movies that we've challenged each other to watch. Mm -hmm as well as uh, stuff happening at the studio space. And also things that the community might want to have shouted out or you know, different people can come on the show. Uh, I think part of the joke here is that this might not be like regular, this might not be a regular show, uh, but we'll kind of use it as filler for things here and there. Um, so yeah, up this week we have Skate Kitchen and Schenectady, New York. Uh, Allison, you go first. Tell me about the plot of Schenectady, New York. Oh my God. Where do I start? Um, what did you think of the movie? Did you like it? Okay, I did really like it. I'm a big Letterboxd user. If um, you keep listening, you'll probably hear me talk about that a lot. Um, I gave it four and a half stars on Letterboxd, which is really Whoa. high for me. For out of me, five? Yeah, out of five. Like, for me, four stars means, like, really well done, good job, you know, very tasteful movie. And then five is like, blows me away. I'm like crying, leaving the theater. So the fact that I got in between was, says a lot. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I give it really high remarks. Um, I think it's really, really intricate for me to understand for only watching it one time. And I didn't do any research because I wanted to talk to you about it first, but I think it was really complex. And Bottom line is, it's about a man who is really struggling through life, and then it becomes very meta about, you know, a play within a play, and he, you know, leaves one life, one, well, wife, but life too, and then has another kid, and it's like, to me, it was very much about, like, what it's like in his head being, like, a man, kind of. And then, like, his play is about his life. So it's very much like a, um, like, biographical movie in a way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, everything in making the movie is in the movie, including yeah. himself making the movie. Yeah. Or making the play. Extremely meta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Philip Seymour Hoffman's performance? Amazing. So good. I, like... You know, when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, I didn't necessarily know who he was. I just remember, like, a lot of people were really, like, oh, my God, he's one of the best actors. And, like, now that I've gotten more into film, I've, been like, seen him in more and more things and been, like, oh, my God, he was amazing. We really did, like, lose such a such an icon. But um, he was amazing. Like, his age progression throughout the movie was, like, obviously makeup, but he, like, embodied it really well. And he looked – it all was just really believable. And I thought he did a really good job of – portraying like kind of like internal like because to me the movie was a lot about like what was in his head and not like reality and so he did a really good job of playing someone who's like very in their head and 
maybe mentally ill if you want to go there. Like, um, yeah, he just did a very good job of doing more than just like a basic drama set in reality. Like it was very, um, what's the word I'm like introspective. Yeah. Yeah. what do you think of like the magical elements and these kind of like surreal elements, these things that like broke reality? I really liked that because, um, I mean, it makes the movie stand out and it also adds to the message that, you know, the producers and writers and Charlie Kaufman and everyone like wanted to tell, which I'm still having like a hard time kind of like grappling necessarily what it was, but like it, to me, like how I processed the movie was like someone who is very much in their head and concerned about all these things. And it's much more a movie about what's going on in his head and not, like I said, like not actually happening. And so um, to me, it was kind of about like almost like narcissism in a way, but like uh, in certain degrees. And so, um, yeah, I think like, the surreal elements kind of like give it a little bit more umph than just like a man who's a narcissist, like a story about a man who's a narcissist. Like I thought it was really engaging, really metaphorical and was something new and not just like a regular old drama. Nice. Were there yeah. any particular scenes that like stood out to you? Um, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but like the scene of, and I'm really bad with names of characters, but the woman from the theater who worked in the box office. Um, do you know her name? No, I forgot. Yeah, see, okay. But how her house is on fire, like, all the time, but no one's, like, bothered by it. I thought that was really interesting and, like, definitely has a meaning, but it's something I need to, like, think more about or learn more about. But it was, like, like simultaneously, like, it didn't look like really fake explosions. It just looked like, it looked like a real house fire or someone... I don't want to spoil it, but someone does like jump off a high platform and it's like really believable, but like, would that actually happen in real life? Like in the context? No. So it was like a really weird play between like reality and like surrealism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the director's speech at the end? Because there's like a, uh, there's like a scene in the movie towards the end of a man delivering a speech at a funeral which I feel like kind of sums up a lot of the like progress that the main character makes about yeah. like everyone has their own unique story. We're all yeah. like equally important actors in the world. Um, well, yeah, what did, what did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that seems like not as, I didn't like really process that scene, I don't think in the grand scope of things, but like it makes a lot of sense. And like a line that kind of, when I was like watching the movie and trying to process what it was about, there was a line where, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman was like talking to, you know, his little theater lady and was like, or and someone said somewhere along the lines, like, um, everyone's their own main character in their own movie, kind of. So it kind of like, that's another theme in the movie, I think, too, is like perspective that like everyone lives a different life and their life is always centered around them. And then what I kind of took from it is like when... I don't want, again, don't want to spoil it, but, like, when he sees his daughter near the end and all this stuff, it's, like, you got to remember, like, other people in your life, and you're kind of, like, a culmination of, like, everyone in your life, too. You're not, it's not just you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is what the title of the movie means. Like, if you look up the dictionary definition of sendoche, it's that a part can be used to refer to the whole. Yeah. Uh, which I feel like is very much a part of the movie of like everyone's a part of your life uh, or any one part of your life is also a part of the whole. Yeah. Yeah. So not that there's like a right or wrong way to interpret a movie, but it sounds like my interpretation is kind of like common. So that's yeah. good because <laughs> I was like, what is this about? Yeah, you weren't totally lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what do you think about the here. ending where like... Uh, yeah, the ending is also kind of like he's on the golf course. I think I think it's uh, these are all going to have spoilers. Okay, sure. Um, so he's like on the golf cart. This is all like very ambiguous, so it's like yeah. hard to be like, if you know about Philip Seymour Hoffman is on a golf cart at the end in a semi-post-apocalyptic world, then that's not really a big spoiler. It's like there's so much more to like get out of the movie than just that yeah. one scene. But uh, yeah, what did you think about the end? I think he runs into somebody who's like, 
he's like, oh, you auditioned for this part as the the maid in my wife's hotel, yeah. my, my wife's house. Uh, and then they have this, oh, no, she was the mother in a dream. I think that's also kind of important. Like she was like a, yeah. uh, she was like a flashback in a flashback character. So, uh, and then, well, what did you think about the ending in terms of whether or not it was a happy moment or like did the character learn anything or was there like an arc or uh, yeah. what did it leave you feeling? Um... So I like, I'm gonna be honest, don't remember the golf cart scene. I think at that point I was like very overwhelmed because when I think <laughs> of the ending, I think of like there's a lot of explosions with the set and then he is at the um, theater lady's house and then she like, you know, they say I love you and stuff. So to me that was like, I think it was like, okay, so overwhelming obviously, but it kind of showed to me that like, you know, okay, so spoiler, like, all these people are dying and there's explosions and bad things are happening, but, it, and, like, there are fires, but it's, like, love was kind of at the root of everything, and that's, like, all he wanted. Like, the whole movie was to not feel lonely, and then he kind of, like, doesn't, he finally doesn't feel that at the end, and I don't know if he ever said I love you to, like, anyone else. Do you remember? He did. I don't know. But it's like maybe. But, but he discovers at the end that that was kind of the person he should be with. Yeah. And so then he kind of like solves all his problems and like, um, like, yeah, it's like a happy, like, it's not a happy ending necessarily, but I feel like maybe it was fulfilling for him. Sure. There, there are all these hints throughout the movie that like the world is getting worse. I don't know if you remember this, but this mm -hmm. is like at certain points there are people who are like wearing gas masks or people who are like. Uh, at one point, it seems like the National Guard is, like, doing yeah. stuff outside of the place where he's building the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, it, every once in a while, when you kind of check back in on, like, quote-unquote real-life things, are keep getting worse and worse. And by the end of the movie, after the scene that you're talking about, I think there's, like, no one left. It's just, like, him. And yeah. he's just, like, trying to find people. He's just trying to find somebody. Uh, and his life has begun to be narrated by the person who he's now dictated to, like, uh, hand over the directorship to. Yeah. Uh, and at the very end of the movie, he says that he's figured out how to end the movie, because that's the big thing, that he's yeah. trying to find out how to end the movie. He says, I figured out how to do it, and then it, and it cuts. Yeah, and, like, he said it at another time, too. He's like, I finally figured out how to finish the play, but then, like, that wasn't right. And then he, like, says it again later. So it's, mm -hmm. like... He was really finding himself there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so did you like it? I did really like it. Awesome. I need to watch it again to like fully process mm -hmm. what was happening. I don't know if I re like relate to it emotionally that much. So that's why I don't think I could be blown away by it. But like, I mean, uh, uh, you can still be blown away by something you don't relate to. But like, we're about to talk about, about Skate Kitchen next and I really yeah. relate to it. So that's why... That means so much more to me. Yeah, that's yeah. a good segue. Okay. Uh, I'm really glad that you like Schenectady. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, so I watched Skate Kitchen. Okay. And now, yeah, now it's your turn to like guide the conversation. Okay. So I watched it about a week ago. I remember it pretty well. Good. Uh, I remember liking it. Uh, you talked about Letterbox and giving it like 4.5 stars for Schenectady. Yeah. Uh, for me, my grading system is like it's like it's like thumbs up. Okay. Kind of like neutral like eh, like maybe you don't have to see it and then it's like thumbs down that was a bad movie okay. this was definitely a thumbs up it was definitely a good really? movie really yeah i, I thought liked you were it. gonna say middle no it, i think it's a movie that was really good okay um it was definitely enjoyable it really captures a lot of things about uh new york city and being an early 20 something or an early 18 to me they're 19. like teenagers yeah I, I, being a teen, being in New York mm -hmm. City, it really captures what it's like to uh, want to have friends, to be included in a group, to uh, be included and excluded from a group, to, to like try to like uh, find your place in a community. Um, it, it also deals with like the difficulty of like managing different sides to your life. So it's like, oh, uh, your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your friends, your relationship with boys. Yeah. Uh, those are all different things that the main character has to juggle. Um, at its core, the movie is about a young girl who's doing some skateboarding but maybe doesn't have like a good support network or she's kind of lonely or isolated. She doesn't have a lot of like family support or friends. 
And then she, through Instagram, this is funny because this is like a very like modern movie. Uh, a lot of stuff happens online or on your phone. Uh, through social media, she finds a bunch of girls who are skating at a park in New York City in like Manhattan. And she's from Long Island, so she's like from the suburbs. So there's also this kind of like battle between the suburbs and the inner city. And she's trying to like cross those like bridges and literally uh, and try to like live a more exciting life, but also like stay true to herself and uh, find herself in this new environment and mix yeah. things up. Yeah. And so she meets these girls, and she has some struggles with her mom, who does not want her to skateboard, um, but she doesn't realize that her mom just really loves her and cares about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she ends up getting into a fight with her mom and kind of becomes like quasi-homeless and staying with one of the girls. And then uh, in kind of the background, there's there's like a boy in the background, and there's also a lot of talk about like boys on in, at the skate park and like having a place for women or femme-identifying people to skate and there's always kind of like some sort of beef between like the boy group and the girl group. And it usually seems like it's kind of like a little nonsense, but uh, the real beef is that one of the girls in the skate group had a crush on Will Smith's son. Who plays the boy, we, he, yeah, yeah. The who plays a boy, boy yeah. the, the main boy uh, object. And the girl, the new girl, Camille, the main character, uh, starts working with him at a grocery store. It's all kind of ambiguous. Doesn't really seem like there's a connection. Seems like there's like maybe like some mild flirting, but uh, Camille starts to like have feelings for the boy. And then in the background, you kind of find out that one of the girls had a crush on the boy and had a really bad falling out because he did not want to reciprocate that the... um, that they that were they were they just weren't interested. They were like we're better friends, and that really messed the one girl in this group up. And so Camille has to keep a secret that she is hanging out with and becoming closer with Will Smith's son, uh, who seems like maybe he's kind of like one of the nicer boys. He's a little less antagonistic, um, and so she kind of starts going to wild parties, or she starts doing kind of more like inner city, big city kid uh, things. And I think the movie climaxes somewhere around her getting kicked out of her friend's house who had the crush on the boy but was not reciprocated from. Then she starts hanging out at the boy's house and I think she starts to see that like, she doesn't really fit in there. They're doing, you know, they're doing things that are not like cool. I think there's like some good, there's some good like cinematography and storytelling where the boys are watching like porn and she's like on the couch behind them. And I'm not even sure that Will Smith's son is like even interacting in that moment. No. But then I think that Camille has like a lot of issues with like her self-worth and her like uh, sexual identity. And then she, I think maybe like rashly and like like hopefully, or she makes the same mistake that the other girl makes, which is that she assumes that the other, that Will Smith's son would be interested in her, and then he's just kind of like, "Hey, no, we're just friends. I'm not. I'm not interested in this." And then she gets hurt by that, and then she's. I think she kind of realizes that she's not. She's not in the girl group anymore. She's not in the boy group anymore. She makes up with her mom, and then she. Uh, uh, and then she sends a text message to the group saying, like, I'm really, I feel bad about the way things ended and I want to skate again. And then they all just get back to skating and it's yeah. kind of a happy ending. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, everyone was friends again. So I really like the movie. Uh, it's wow. definitely like a slice of life of yeah. uh, a younger perspective, of a New York perspective, of a, of a, person who, but I think it's also universal. It's all, it, yeah. it has kind of some similarities with Schenectady where it's like, um, you know, belonging, wanting to be with other people, uh, wanting to find friends, wanting to find, yeah. wanting to find uh, uh, community, mm-hmm. uh, trying to prove self-worth, um, trying to prove away insecurities. Mm-hmm. 
and I think the the general acceptance in this movie, like what it all comes back to, is like the clicks don't make sense, the boy versus girl thing doesn't make sense, the I guess the mom like she should be more she should listen to her mom, but at the end of the day, it's just about skating and it's about having fun and it's about being there for each other. Yeah. Did I sum it up? Yeah, well? that How was that sound? wow, amazing. Okay, now you have well, to redo Schenectady. No, <laughs> I can't. Okay, it's too complicated. Um, okay, do you actually want me to try? Oh, we could try after this. Okay. Uh, you know what? My favorite, one of my favorite scenes in Skate Kitchen. This is such a mm -hmm. small thing. When she starts working at the grocery store, and then there's the person training her. It's like, the and the coupons the are expired. Yeah. They're expired. Don't listen to them. People are crazy. Yeah. Um, that was that was just a really funny yeah. line. Um, yeah, I think it's also a good like uh, lesson in like storytelling that this is actually kind of like a very small but personal story. But there's also like yeah. big moments where where she slaps her mom, or she gets rejected by the boy, or yeah. the the girl skate group finds out that she's been skating with the boy through yeah. through Instagram, uh, yeah. which I feel like that's also a very real thing of like. Uh, people finding out yeah. details about your life that you thought were personal, but they're actually like very public on, yeah. and and people are suddenly like not cool with like who you're hanging out with or whatever. Okay, I have questions. Sure. But can I talk about the movie a little bit? Of course. Well, what I love about it is like, okay, so I'm like a 23 year old girl, right? And this movie came out when I was probably like 19, 20, somewhere in there, and um. Like, I always really wanted movies growing up that were, like, really authentic to what it was like being a girl. Because I feel like, like, this is so stereotypical, but, like, women are always, like, really sexualized. Or, like, I don't know. Like, if there is a movie about a girl, it's, like, really cheesy. And they're, like, it's called, like, BFF or, you know, like, LOL with Miley Cyrus. Like, stuff like that. Like, there's nothing that was really, like, oh, it's, like, these are the struggles you go through, like, being a girl. But, like, watching the movie, one, okay. Where do I start? Well, the filmmaker, her name's Crystal Moselle, and her first movie was actually a documentary. And so how she found the group Escape Kitchen, which I probably told you, Michael, but I like love this story, is Crystal was on the subway with Rochelle. And so Camille's real name is Rochelle. And these are like an actual group of girls that skate together. And that's how they met was like YouTube. And so she saw them on the train and thought they were really interesting and started talking to them. And then they made like a short film together and then it got funded for Skate Kitchen. So it's like, these are real skaters and real friends. And like, there's a conversation in the movie where they're like talking about like tampons and do you use them or not? Or like, I, I heard this myth where your legs can fall off, like stuff like that, like you actually have as like a girl with your friends. And Crystal said she like actually heard them having that conversation on the stoop and was like, we need to put this in the movie. So the movie is like very, very authentic to what it's like to like being a girl. And like, I finally saw like, like a bunch of like queer people and like women of color who on screen and I'm like, oh my God, that's my friend group. Like, that's really cool. And then also like, what, what was I gonna say? Oh, I just felt that movie like so personally. And also I saw it with my friend and like the scene where Camille tries to hook up with, um, Jaden Smith, and then she gets rejected, you can like feel how hurt she is. And like when we left the movie, my friend was like, I've been in that exact shoes and it's like the worst feeling ever. And so it's like, it was really cool to find solace and like their other girls are like also having these problems and it's like normal and you're gonna get rejected and men aren't gonna believe in you. And like, I don't know. So that's why the movie like means so much to me. It was like the first, well, not the first, like the second movie I've ever found where I'm like, oh my God, that's what it's actually like to like be a teen, especially like a teen girl. So I know you probably can't relate, but. <laughs> I can still enjoy the movie. Yeah, you can still enjoy it. So I was going to ask like, um, well, I don't know. I guess I, maybe I don't have questions for you because it's not metaphorical. It's really straightforward. Well, I don't know. What about like certain scenes or like characters? Yeah. Okay, so. Or moments. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. So, like, what did you think or feel in that party scene where Camille's, like, the, and they're in that room? Yeah. And Camille's, like, the only one not, like, making out with anyone else. Yeah. Like, do you want to describe the scene or, like, how did that... For me, it was, like, cringy. So, like, what did you... Yeah. Uh, I think cringy can mean, like, a lot of different things. Like, yeah. you feel like... 
uh, oh, you want them to make out with somebody, you don't want them to be left out. Or you could be like, uh, oh, everyone's being like irresponsible and Camille is like, or, okay, so, uh, yeah, and the makeout scene, I think that was also kind of the height of like her, that was like maybe one of the points in which she might start to kind of like, start to feel like she's inadequate or that she she's not fitting into the girl group as much as she thought. Yeah. Because preceding that, they had this talk about like, about like, you know, like what are you into? Are you into girls? Are you into boys? Yeah. And she seems a little unsure. She also seems like maybe she feels like she's not as experienced as the other girls. Yeah, I got that too. And uh, it also just kind of has this feeling of like, she doesn't know when, it, she also asks people like, how do you know when you like a boy? Or how do you know when a boy likes you? Yeah. Um, so it seems like she has a lot of questions while it's, uh, and these are like things that you can't learn necessarily from asking people questions. You have to like experience it yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, so people kind of give her this like, oh, well, what do you mean? Like, oh, just come on. Like, here, here's what I am. I know what I am. And yeah. Blah blah blah. And I think she has some sort of like insecurity or uh, feeling that she's not able to engage in the party sequence in this like hypersexualized manner. Yeah. Uh, I think that they, they do a good job of like making her character look like she's not like hypersexualized or uh, she looks kind of like a little androgynous in some yeah, ways. Yeah, I was going to say that. And um, yeah, I think someone's like grabbing her in the scene yeah. and it seems like that makes, that seems like a little uncomfortable from the perspective of like, uh, sometimes I think when I look at these groups of like, oh, they're like really tight friends. They're all really good uh I don't know, like young people educated on consent and yeah. uh, having a good time at parties. Uh, and I'm reminded of like, eh, that's like really irresponsible. Like you're just like in the moment and you're like grabbing somebody. Uh, who doesn't want part of it. Who doesn't want a part of it. And then also I think like, uh, I th yeah, it, it clearly made her uncomfortable and insecure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a good hint of like her starting to feel like she was not quite in the girl group as much as she wanted to or thought she was, or that there are aspects of, like, skate culture or of, yeah. of uh, New York City culture that she wasn't as uh, well-versed in. And that's, like, part of the Long Island versus Manhattan yeah. divide. Um, what did you think of their acting for, like, they're all non-actors except Will Smith's son? Yeah, and Will Smith's son doesn't have a lot of lines. He's yeah. just, he's... Uh, he's just kind of like in the background of a lot of scenes. Yeah. Uh, I thought Camille was exceptionally good. Yeah, she's really good. Um, the yeah, so she's exceptionally good. She she. Uh, I don't think there's anybody who sticks out as being bad. So like, she she was definitely up to the task of like carrying the movie mm -hmm. and a lot of and and having like a very central and very big and important role. So yeah, uh, big kudos to that uh, main actress. Um, that being said, that could just be her. Like, that could be a very easy role for her yeah, to be in. Yeah, that's possible. Because um, it was literally based on her. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the kind of more tomboyish banana girl. Uh, oh, she... the Kurt with the long hair? Yes. Oh, wait. The it's one... hard for me to remember names. The one who's gay? Yes, Kurt. although I think some of them are oh, a also. little of both. Yeah. yeah, no, but like the one who says, who's like. I'm into girls. Yeah, that's Kurt. Um, yeah, Kurt I thought was a very fun and interesting character. Yeah. Uh, definitely spiced the movie up a lot. I think that's what she's like in real life. Yeah, in again, it's, it, you, get, you definitely get the feeling that everybody acting this movie is just who they are. Yeah. Um, but then for like these heightened drama moments where like, uh, Camille slaps her mom, or it was the other way. Doesn't the mom slap her? No, I think it's a both thing. Okay. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but like, she she definitely gets into a fight with her mom. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. And uh, and you know, I kind of suspect like that may or may not have happened in her life, but she still has to act it out. Yeah. So she did a good job with that. Yeah. Good job with uh, being rejected by the group and everyone's kind of <laughs> ganging up on her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought the acting was really good. Did you think any parts were cheesy with like the social media? Um, I didn't like the ending, and I know I told you about this before. Yeah. It's a very happy ending where everyone's yeah. like skating again, but to describe the ending scene, uh, she's like at the base of her bed after being rejected by Will Smith, and she sits down. <laughs> Will Smith's son. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Will Smith's son. <laughs> uh, she sits down and 
she's writing this message out that says like, hey, I'm really sorry for the way things ended. Uh, and I wish we could all skate again. And then she hits send, and then the next scene is like all of them skating. They're yeah. all happy, and they're all. But I thought the movie would have been a lot more powerful if she, if the last shot was just her, uh, with her finger hovering over the word send. Okay. And I thought that would have been really cool. And I think it's kind of cheesy to end on like a, because um, I, I also feel like that it's kind of like a little like not super earned, like because she goes. Cause, you know, it's like you have to live with some mistakes, but then it's like, oh, the status quo is, is like she's just kind of back in it at the end. Yeah. It kind of feels like, oh, maybe there should have been like, there should have been like a new happy thing in her life, but it just seems like, oh, yeah. what It didn't matter that she was skating with Will Smith's son who had previously sort of like dumped or rejected this other girl. Of course, that doesn't matter in terms of like having friendship with people, yeah. but it seemed like it was a big deal in the moment, and then they yeah. they get over it pretty quick. Uh, I, oh, my, okay, another question I had for you is, um, how do you, how did you feel watching it as a guy? Like, were you mad at the way they, like, portrayed the guys, or do you think it no. was accurate, or? Uh, it's hard to say accurate because everyone's yeah. different, because some yeah. people are like, I like girls with this or that. Yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, I guess people do talk like that. Yeah. Um, but not everybody in the movie talked like that. And then also, sometimes I think they made the, some, for the most part, I think they treated the guys in that pretty fair. Yeah, I think so too. I think there was like one scene where like, it's like ambiguous as to whether or not someone got someone else like too high. Yeah. And, and that didn't seem like it was portraying the guys in a bad way, but it definitely, it just seemed like uh, uh, the guys were always like instigating something and the girls were like maybe a little bit, more like yeah they were like the team you were rooting for yeah for the, sure the guys were like not very well developed will smith is like will smith's son is very much a like uh he's definitely like a fantasy object for the girls yeah uh or or, or like a bad guy for the girls um i really liked how uh at the end of the movie the climax and the bad feeling was centered around will smith's son being actually very mature and being like hey actually i don't feel like I have a romantic interest in you yeah. and I don't want to do this. Because it would turn out way worse if it was like the other way where like in, he was using her yeah. or they had sex uh, and then and then she got the wrong impression. So I thought that was a very, um, yeah, I thought that was a very fair and very mature way for the movie to portray like this kind of like quasi bad guy. Yeah. Uh, or this like. Like he was like an antagonist but he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I think the boys were portrayed fairly. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, uh, some of it. I know I told you this before, but as a guy, some of this is like a little hard to relate to because I think a lot of the things could be kind of solved by like being more mature or yeah. like having better communication with your parents. Yeah. Or well, it's not. That's not even a guy thing. That's like a. That's like an age thing. Yeah. Um, but it just seemed like. Uh, some of this could have been like talked through or not hidden yeah. and then they, they could have had a better friendship or whatever. Yeah, I feel like a huge part of it though is like when you know, you're like 17 and you're experiencing all these things for the first time and you don't know how to navigate them and then like you get rejected for your first time and then you learn how to navigate. I don't know, like it very much is telling of the age because like sure. even at 23, like I feel like these things she go through like wouldn't be as like prominent of an issue to me because yeah. I know how to handle them even like five years later. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I think the movie does yeah. a good job of being uh, portraying confusion and yeah. an in between state of like childhood and adulthood and, and becoming yeah. your own person and separating from your family and like making your own decisions. Sense of belonging. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well thanks for watching my movie <laughs> yeah uh thanks for watching mine yeah okay well let's let's move on to the another another okay. topic uh uh here's another topic what's coming up at the studio space <laughs> we have a lot coming up and we thought we would just like briefly touch on everything to let you know what we're up to because i feel like michael and i are always up to stuff but we don't and we like post a lot but like do you really know what's happening like whoa we have a lot up our sleeve i think yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think there's like a lot of stuff planned and not enough time to do it all. 
Uh, yeah, we're like doing this podcast. Yeah, we're doing this podcast. <laughs> um, Sorry, audio project. Audio project. <laughs> Uh, but the big one is the noir. We announced yeah. that, and we just watched all the audition tapes, and what? there were definitely like way too many good auditions. Yeah, it's really tough. It's like really tough. Yeah, it took us like three hours to four, three to four to like figure everything out. Yeah, and a lot of that was just watching and like yeah, yeah, watching yeah. people's performances and like going like semifinals and like oh who's yeah. who's gonna be good for this role. Um, so, like, if you happen to be listening, don't, and you didn't get the part, like, don't let that be um, discouraging because we, like, liked everyone. <laughs> yeah, super true. Yeah. There were a lot of good audition tapes. And uh, we're always, like, trying to figure out, like, oh, how do we get this person in this other project coming up? Yeah, we, like, take notes on what they would be good for. Yeah. It's also always really funny to... Look at someone's audition tape, or not funny, but it's interesting to look at someone's audition tape and be like, oh, we should make a movie where that guy or that person or that girl is this in this other movie. And it's like, oh, that's that's too far down the line, but this person should be a uh, author in yeah. a mansion, or this guy should be a sea captain, or this person should yeah. be uh, a diplomat. That's very so. much a you thing. Michael like tells these like very extravagant like plot lines for everyone who auditions afterwards. You're like, she would be a great like diplomat's wife that came from Russia. And I'm like, all right. Well, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fun to fantasize yeah. about like all these other projects we can be doing and really highlighting people's strengths. Yeah. So a lot of cool people. Yeah. And so we're locking down the location and we're going to be announcing the cast soon. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to be shooting it and like, a month or yeah, like yeah March. about a month mm -hmm. yeah so yeah noir is going good uh it's going to be a lot of fun yeah, it's been really fun and i think it's going to be uh a two day short and i can't wait to start shooting it and i don't know yeah uh, hopefully one day wa people watch it yeah um we also have some stuff in post right now which is really fun that we've handed over two film projects to editors and i'm just like really excited to see how it comes out and it's really nice to like do all the production the pre-production and the actual like filming and stuff and then like have it not be in your hands anymore is really interesting but I'm excited so we filmed a romantic comedy that was also a two-day shoot in a bookstore um, about a young reader who's trying to get a nerdy bookstore boy's attention by starting a book club but turns out they're both just comic book readers so it's kind of about like impressing a boy you have a crush on um and then we also filmed some commercials for the space um, just to advertise us and what we're doing. And those are also in post. And those were really fun. We created like four different like worlds kind of. So they're really fun and thematic. Yeah. Yeah. The commercials were a lot of fun because we got four different, no, actually five, yeah. five different uh, actors or community people mm -hmm. for four different shorts that are like, uh, Maybe like a minute long. I think the goal was like 20 seconds, but yeah. we, sh we like way overshot it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like minute long commercials for the space. And each one is like trying to highlight a different thing at the space, a different thing you could do at the space, a different set at the space, yeah. a different aspect of the space. Um, and they turned out really well. I actually got notes from the editor today nice. saying that they're done. Oh, fun. Uh, or that they're nearly done. Cool. So uh, yeah, we're going to watch those soon. Yeah, we and met I some. Oh, go ahead. Can't sorry. wait to share them with the people who... Uh, we're in them. Yeah, we just met some like really great people on that. Really yeah. fun. Yeah, I think that is like a big shout out for the commercials. I was really happy with like, actually the commercials in Twin Peaks Day are, are kind of similar in that like, I really like it when we have one project where a bunch of people can come through the space and they can like all, um, you know, they can all hang out, they can all meet each other, they can collaborate for the first time or second time, yeah. maybe they know each other, maybe they don't. Uh, but the commercials were like, it was kind of a long day, but we got to like knock out four different things and it was like good collaboration and everybody was I don't know everyone got a little a little new thing for the reel or a little new thing to practice on yeah it was really fun yeah also were you gonna say something oh I don't know I kind of want to talk about cool book club okay um yeah cool book club went really well yeah uh, really big fun. shout out to Michaela for directing it uh, I know uh chef kiss kisses that's the thing that people <laughs> say right as uh, the youngins say. Yeah, so Mikhaila did a great job directing it. Uh, yeah. Mikhaila, I know you're listening right now. Uh -huh. So big shout out to you. You did a really good job directing it. And shout out to the two leads, uh, Ione Banning and Tim Coyle. Uh, so Ione was Stevie, the uh, 
kind of punk rock, uh, love struck uh, bookstore girl. And Tim Coyle was an imaginary friend who just happened to look like Elvis. Uh, actually, this is a very interesting thing to uh, talk to you about, Allison, is mm. we did this project on like one of the first. I was just about to say this. Yeah, I kind of want you to tell the story about like why we did this short or like yeah. how we came up with this concept. Because the premise is there's a girl who has a crush on a boy at a bookstore and she has an imaginary best friend who looks like Elvis but doesn't look at all like Elvis. Yeah. And he kind of gives her like all this bad advice about like how to be cool. And then in the end, it turns out that being cool is just being yourself. Wow, what a, what a skate kitchen thing. <laughs> um, yeah. If so... you like skate kitchen, you might also <laughs> like. <laughs> You'll love Cool Book Club. Um, yeah, well, you know, like when I first got the job, I should note that I got it from Craigslist. So I was kind of like, what are we doing here, you know? You were super sketched out I when was, you came to the I studio a, space. I was a little, like, I know nothing about it, you know? And then maybe, like, day three, four, Michael pitched this idea of, like, this crazy story with, like, Elvis and the sea captain and Frankenstein and Shakespeare. And I'm like, I don't know what is happening, but I'm just going to roll with it. So glad I rolled with it. Like, I, I don't know. You're just, like... I remember it very, you on the spot were like, we need to do this and this and this. And I was like, I haven't even read Moby Dick. Like, I don't know what it's about. And you're like, me neither, but let's do it. And I was like, okay. And like, then, um, you know, it was going to be like our first short we ever did together. Um, kind of like a launching pad, we kept calling it. And then it got postponed for like COVID reasons. And then it like, the commercials turned out to be the first thing we were ever on set together for. But then, which I think worked out for the best. But then Cool Book Club, which is kind of like, so to be like this genre that neither of us like would go out of our way to watch and like it just kind of like a practice but like it turned into something really fun and it like I don't even view it as a practice like it was like a really like we did a like it was thoughtful yeah yeah uh it was a fun project I think we did it first because neither of us has strong opinions about romantic yeah, comedies yeah that's a good way to put it and uh I think at first it was a bookstore boy trying to impress a girl, and then you were like, no, it should be a girl trying to impress a boy. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Yeah. I think that works a little bit better for the romantic comedy. Yeah. Um, and we went like act one, act two, act three. This is what happens, this is what happens, this is what happens. And I had no idea, like, I always say this, like, I went to school for film, but I, like, or minored in film, but, like, I never got even taught all this stuff. Like, like when you, I don't, I didn't know how to structure an act or anything, and so it was like, Really oh, I don't think this is like... stuff that you can get. I don't think this is stuff that you can get taught, and I also don't think I'm teaching you anything. This is all just like made <laughs> up on the fly. It, it just, it's just like, oh, there's like, here's how it starts, here's how it ends, yeah. And then like, here's the middle. That's kind of be like, there just has to be kind of like a story people can follow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, cool book club. Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to like uh, the other fellows on the cast. We had yeah. Jeff Brosey as the sea captain, Scott Bernard as the uh, Frankenstein, stoner Frankenstein, and Steve Larkin as Shakespeare, which works because, of course, Steve is from the UK. He's actually British. Actually British. And, uh, yeah, all-star uh, cast and crew. And then Emmett, our bookstore boy. Emmett, bookstore boy. Did uh, a great job sitting. Did a great job sitting. Yeah. He did a lot of sitting. Um, there was one shot where, like, I think Mikhailo was, like, swooning over, like, how cute... The, uh, the the was. final like exchanging of phone yeah uh, phone numbers was and Michael and I are both like not romantic so we, I was like cringing personally but like the performance was great and and it was really effective yeah. and it made the romantic comedy work well like obviously it was emotion like it was provoking in some sense if it if I was like oh like I don't know it like they did a good job well no she shot she shot her shot right? yeah that she way. shot her shot and I'm like I've been in those shoes so I know how like scary it is so I was like ah yeah and it just so happened that it turned out that they did have a mutual interest yeah and it worked out so yeah. uh shoot your shot is actually the moral of the story uh I think it's be yourself I know <laughs> it's be yourself and don't listen to other people tell you how to be cool it's uh, it's that you're already cool the way you are and yeah. you just never know who's going to like relate and interact to that. Just like uh, Skate Kitchen. Just like Skate Kitchen. <laughs> uh, cool Book Club is the sequel to Skate yeah, Kitchen. Yeah, it is. Um, we should do Cool Book Club 2. But they with, skate. But they skate and we can get Camille to be in it. 
uh, cameo or lead character. Yeah, and then, and then she meets other bookstore characters. She meets uh -huh. other fictional characters. So yeah. she meets uh, uh, something from A Tale of Two Cities, and yeah. she meets something from The Confederacy of Dunces. I don't know, and, like others. Yeah. What uh, <laughs> we also had, a, we tried to play a fun game where. Uh, the slate was like names of books and we all failed because we're not very good readers <laughs> well like i read a lot but a lot of them are like like really bizarre like feminist memoirs so no one would know what i'm talking about but like like classics i don't know there's like but keep in mind we were also surrounded by books we really we that showed our true colors as a team yeah we love movies not books we love we do love movies not books okay um also in post is our Twin Peaks Day photo shoot. Um, Twin Peaks Day is coming up next Thursday, the 20, February 24th, which uh, you should already know, but if you don't. Um, trying yeah. to make this into a national thing, uh, trying to get people to raise more awareness about Twin Peaks Day, the day yeah. that Asian Cooper enters into the town of Twin Peaks yeah. on February 24th. Very important day. So we did a photo shoot with um, characters and like dressed them up like him and made little sets. And we did five characters. We did Audrey, Donna, um, Shelly, you know, Log Lady. Don't tell me, don't tell me. Wow. Laura. There you go. <laughs> um, just took me a second. And everyone was amazing and it was really fun and it was a great energy. And I'm really excited to finish editing those and sharing them on Twin Peaks Day. Yeah, uh, again, super fun day. It was really great to just see like, oh, there's like seven to like eight people at the space and like yeah. hair and makeup is being worked really cool yeah. by Molly and uh, Cambria did a great job with wardrobe. And I don't know, everyone was just kind of like spread across the space, yeah. but there was like a lot of trust and team building. And oh, we had two sets going. We had yeah. the kind of red room set and we also had the uh blue blue velvet curtain in the background yeah uh yeah i think it's gonna turn out really well and we just had some music composed by your friend remy yeah shout uh, out remy reese yeah some twin peaks inspired music <laughs> yeah. uh hire that guy for score and other yeah. uh musical needs for film he's really cool yeah so twin peaks a uh good success uh resounding success and uh uh, we'd love to do it again next year. Yeah. Uh, people listening to this will probably mention this a couple other times. But next year, uh, I would love for it to be like a photo shoot like we did this year. But also, could there be like a community component yeah. or like a dance party or like a DJ night or like You uh, have your photo, photo taken in the set. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Actually, yeah, people asked us like could they rent our set for their, uh, for their band or for a photo yeah. booth. Uh, and... Uh, you know, could there be like a component where people uh, who are not models, who are not talent, who are not crew people could come to the space and interact yeah. with Twin Peaks Day or whatever we have going on? We'll work on that. Yeah. So if you have suggestions for that, let me know. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to do a very similar thing to Twin Peaks Day in the summer. Oh. We're not going to announce it yet, but Allison's very excited about I'm it. I'm so excited about and it. And I'm probably a little less excited about it. <laughs> it's good for the podcast to have like... Um, dynamic sort of like yeah. disagreements where like, oh wow, you really like this person. I know a lot of people like this person and I just don't have any affinity for this at all. Not to say that I don't like this director who has yeah. a very famous repertoire of characters and movies, uh, but somehow I know people are gonna go crazy for this one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I mean, you like weird stuff that I pro I might not back you sometimes. Yeah, I know. I mean, no, no, like we I won't like sometimes that I'll always back you up on it. Wow, that was, that was a very polite- a Freudian you, slip. I I like how you were gonna diss like oh Michael likes weird stuff and I'm not down and then you were like no but actually I'll support you on that I mean like I'll support your really weird stuff you watch okay yeah uh, we ha but the point is we have to have manufactured controversy to keep this podcast interesting duh yeah yeah so I think that uh, <laughs> this this director is very overrated. Ugh, if you could me see look. my eyes yeah. right now, I think he's a, he's really good. Okay, but I understand. Okay. Oh well, uh, it's gonna be a great day Let's at the studio tuned. space. Stay, stay tuned. tuned. I'm excited for it. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm definitely gonna help with it, and I want it to be a success because I know people like this guy. Yeah. This person, and he's uh, they're uh, they're really well known, and I can't wait to see people 
uh, models and talent in interesting and bizarre <laughs> uh, costumes that I don't quite get and sets in the studio space that I don't quite get. Uh, and so I can't wait for the studio space to just all be this guy's movie. So if you're listening, you should try and guess who we're talking about. Oh, that's fun. That'd be really fun. Let yeah. us know. What would I like? Like, just... No, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, don't even say that word. I'm not. You know what I was about to say. Yeah. But, like, speaking of um, what you were saying about, like, getting other people involved in the community that maybe aren't, like, actors or talent when you're talking about Twin Peaks the next year, comes to our next event. Oh, what's the next event? we have going on. We have a fundraising forum. A fundraising forum? Yeah. Oh, what's wow. that you might ask? Yeah. <laughs> well, we... See, now we're actually really comfortable in doing this podcast. Yeah. We've got the format down. Yeah. Um, we asked four teams of filmmakers in Portland to come talk to, you know, us folk about how to raise money for their short films. And, uh, or one uh, team funded a, like a TV pilot series. But um, basically, all these people successfully met their fundraising goals of $10,000, which is really amazing. And some of these people are like younger than me, which is really crazy. So we're we're hosting a little panel and we're selling tickets and you can come and you can learn and you can ask questions. And also we're starting the event, like we're starting the panel an hour after the event so you can come and meet other people in the industry for a nice little like networking time with a little networking beverage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna have uh... CBD drinks sponsored by Wild CBD. Whoop. Yeah, so those are going to be really fun and tasty. Uh, and I'm already excited about the people who have bought tickets so far. Yeah, uh, me too. It's going to be exciting to see some of those people at the studio space, uh, just kind of networking and talking about their projects and asking questions or just sharing their experiences with yeah. the other filmmaker groups. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's going to be a fun night. Tickets are super limited. Uh, this this might go up before the, I mean, hopefully this goes up before the uh, the event happens. So if you haven't gotten a ticket yet, email Allison, yeah. which is studio at videosthefuture.com. And yeah, get a ticket. It's 15 yeah. bucks and there's going to be uh, CBD drinks and just networking and good times. Yeah. Um, so then our next little area of interest, we're talking to some people and we're also thinking of hosting like a femme film night for like a networking event where we kick Michael into the other room uh -oh. and <laughs> just us, you know, women or non-binary folk like um, can interact and talk and talk about what it's like to not be like a cis man on set. And um, like, I don't know, there's a lot of things that I feel embarrassed about when I'm like around men that I don't know. And so, I don't know, we're talking about it with some people and we thought this could be a really cool opportunity to like learn from each other and meet each other and just like create a space for us to like talk. So if you're, and we'll probably have some event and activity or food and drink as well. But if you're interested and want to come, let us know. Cause that is like just in the talks at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone stopped by the other night and they were just like, oh, why don't you guys do a film filmmaker night? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. How did I not think of that earlier? Yeah. So uh, centered around a topic or just like a general networking thing. Yeah. Uh, probably at night. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you all can come by and have a good time. Yeah. Um, and then our last thing we're kind of up to is we have another little short film announcement coming. Yeah, so another short film, um, probably going to be shot in early April, I think. Mm -hmm. And we're probably going to announce it in a week or two when the noir is a little bit more set. Mm -hmm. um, so people who didn't uh, get picked for the noir, take a look out at our social media channels for a uh, new short film coming up in yeah. two weeks. We'll, we'll let you know. There's a new poster that uh, yeah. Allison's working on. We'll just tell you it's, can I say that our pun? Our little genre log. Line. Oh sure. Eighties horror meets giallo. Yeah, so eighties yeah. horror meets giallo. You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah. I think there's gonna be cool costumes, and uh, it's also gonna be pretty simple to shoot. It's basically one location. Yeah. Uh, but we might have some cool special effects, and Blood. Uh, there's going to be. Um, some really interesting lighting on this one. Yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. 
Um, hey, also we're doing classes, talking about lighting. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. People a while ago were asking for uh, kind of like gaffing or kind of like basic lighting classes, mm -hmm. um, stuff that's hands-on or like how to light a subject or maybe some like more technique-based, kind of like look-based uh, lighting scenarios. Um, and we've already lined up some instructors for that, and I think we'll probably be doing them like monthly. Yeah, uh, at different levels too. Like we should note that. Yeah, I think like, I think a lot of these will be like very be beginner friendly. Yeah. And then I think it's I think like intermediate people to advanced people. Uh, you know, you could always learn new things, and you could always network, and you can always like, uh, you know, share share experiences with other people too. So like, if you have no experience at all, you can still like don't be intimidated because there will be a space for that. You can just come learn knowing nothing. So. Yeah, and I think the instructors are all like really nice yeah. and friendly people. Um, and they're like the people who I would trust most to like have a welcoming environment, particularly for uh, beginner photographers mm -hmm. or uh, beginner filmmakers or people who want to do more lighting on their own for their film sets. Uh, people who wouldn't necessarily think they're like, uh, gaffers who want to make a living doing gaffing work, but who want to have better understanding of like lighting principles. So those classes are coming up, and then also special effects classes. Uh, I think we've lined up three different special effects artists to do like kind of like intros to special effects, mm -hmm. um, and I think they're going to teach like kind of like one-off ideas on different topics, mm -hmm. and that's going to be a lot of fun too. And those are also probably going to be in the summertime. Yeah, and I hope like one of them and. It probably will be be like hands on, and so you can like, I don't know, do some gory stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think all of them are going to be hands on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I think our final thing uh, is the. I think we're gonna. I think we're wrapping it up now. Yeah. But let's intro the tip line. Oh yeah. Uh, we need Take to have like away. a stinger here, like a do 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 like a news ticker thing. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, did you want to be on the show? Did you have an idea for how this podcast should go? We don't know what we're doing. Uh, you can call and leave a voicemail, and we'll play it on the show. I've always secretly wanted to have a radio show that was like a call-in show where like callers could call in, and they'd be like, actually, I think that the bridge should be extended to, and I'd be like, well, thank you, caller number five. We're going to, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna shift gears and go on to this other topic. Um, but call if you're part of the film community or you just know us or you know the Instagram or pages. Call 503-847-9911 and we'll play your voicemail on the air. We promise we won't pick up. And you can say absurd <laughs> things or you can give us ideas for the show or you can ask us questions. We can um, do other stuff. You can promote your project and we'll play it or you can... No, we're also like open to people coming on the show. So if you want to come talk about a topic or propose a movie to talk about, um, you should do it. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun. What about if you recommended, hey, I think that I should come on the show, this hypothetical person should come on the show and y'all should watch my favorite movie and then we can all talk about it. Yeah, so, sure. So uh, let's get you on the show. Why don't you leave a voicemail and tell us what you want to do or what you want to do with the space, or if you just want to chat with us, or just be in the room with us while we're yeah. talking. Um, once again, the number is 503-847-9911. Located conveniently off Inner Northeast, wait, MLK in Inner Northeast. The Thompson in MLK. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I love, uh, I love uh, Tom's line yeah. in uh, the commercials when he's the used car salesman. Yeah, um, I was also quoting like Shane Co. Oh yeah. Yes, well, that it's all yeah, a parody yeah, yeah. of like bad commercials. Yeah, of course. Um, well, great. Well, thank yeah. you, everybody. This has been some regularly scheduled content <laughs> that hopefully will get out quick. And maybe it's not regular. Maybe this is like the only one that we do. Uh, but it is other content, and maybe this is something to like listen to on your commute or yeah. in the background or, or at like the gym. at the gym. That's another good. Yeah. Uh, it's like a new year, new you. You got to get to the gym, <laughs> uh, get healthy. That's why we did it in the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's why we did yeah. It's the perfect time to listen to this uh, audio project and to uh, uh, sweat it out. Sweat it out in 2022. Get all of 2021 out. And uh, we'll be here for you next time. Maybe next week. Maybe next month. Oh. Uh, yeah, we're not quite sure. Uh, I guess it also depends if people want to come on the show. If you want to come on the show, show happens more often. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to come on the show, then maybe the show happens less often. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. Now the intro music is gonna, or the the extra music is gonna play us out. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>